1: Hello everybody. Andy Jacob here with the .com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight series. I've been waiting for this show for a number of weeks, you know, when we're able to book a worldwide leading expert in their particular space on the show. I wake up in the morning with a big pep in my step and when I came across what this company is doing. The name of the company of course is Harvest Today. With what they're doing with their indoor growing technology. They're in the food space. I mean, they're really changing the conversation about growing food and they're making it very simple, not only for people to grow their own food, but big companies and big, um, big sort of conglomerates as well. And what they've been able to put together is just this unique harvest wall. We're going to show some videos and some photos throughout the interview, but I've been able to invite and book on the show today, the CEO of Harvest Today. His name, of course, is Mr. Rick Langell. And he's got a great entrepreneurial journey as well, but he's so passionate about food. I mean, I had a pre-call with him and I couldn't stop him just being so excited about food and getting people into the right place and what they're putting in their body. And he's really an expert about food and Growing made simple through the Harvest Today platform. It's really a technology platform they built, but it's a wonderful thing to take a look at. it. Rick, welcome to the Dot Com Magazine Entrepreneur
0: Spotlight Series. Andy, we're we're super excited to be here with you. I love your enthusiasm.
1: I love it. I mean, I saw what you're doing. I mean, you have this thing called the Harvest Wall, and when we saw it at the Dot Com Magazine, we were sitting around the table and we were like, okay. What is this company? What is, you know, what are they doing? Who's the CEO? And of course we found out that it was you and we love it. We're gonna show some video as we're talking, but let's go high level first because we have so many questions. Before we get started, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet, Rick. Tell us about Harvest today and then we're gonna go.
0: Sounds great. Well, we're, we're really, um, you know, we're, we're indoor, indoor growing made simple. Right, Because we, we took our biology back to the plant. Uh, we're growing food of uh, leafy greens, herbs, tomatoes, strawberries, you name it. Uh, the, the wall can grow it. And Andy, the, the, the thrust of the whole thing was scalability. I um, know I don't know about you, but I grew up I grew up in the, in the age of Meccano, right? And in Canada, we called it Meccano. And uh, so now obviously it's it's moved into this thing called Lego. Uh, so we invented the tile and that's the that's the, the premises in which our, our patents are, are issued on. Uh, so the tile actually links together and each tile, I actually have one to show you because um, I love props, right? we got to work with props. Um, so this is an actual tile from a harvest wall. And the plant is grown in this wonderful little uh, recyclable cocoa cup. So cocoa core and cocoa cup is grown here in the port. And the plants grow in here. And when you see these things full, I'm sure you're going to show some V-roll of walls and plants. It's truly amazing how instead of just being purely hydroponic, or aeroponic, we really went with our our plant scientist, Jill Clapperton, uh, we really went back to how does a plant grow? What makes a plant not only grow well and grow healthy, but produce food that's got flavor, that actually has texture, all the micronutrients are in there, all the trace minerals are in there, and it's not washed out by hydroponics. So the microbiome that we create in this little cup really brings a plant indoors exactly what it would be like outdoors, but at a plant density, that is amazing. You know, our big mega wall is 720 plants in 16 square feet. It's amazing. Like a mega wall is, is there, when you see them covered in, in, in lettuce or basil or, or, or mint or whatever it is you're growing, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of the invention. Yeah, it's truly amazing.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, when we think about it, Rick, the harvest wall, really what you've done is you've made people have the opportunity to have an indoor farm that's really within their reach, you call it, because you can just reach for it. And it's really interesting because it's really an indoor vertical grow wall that really lets your clients maximize food production by really making the most out of the growing space and of course it, you know it hangs on the wall and really the best part about the wall that we were looking at is that it's scalable i mean you can really transform an existing space really into your very own indoor farm if you live in an apartment you can have an indoor farm if you live in a house you can have an indoor farm if you have a business and you want to give your employees an indoor farm in their break room or something like that, they can have it as well. So it's really super cool. And I know that people are coming and they're very excited about what you're doing, Rick, because I look at it and I'm saying to myself, you know, this is a great way for someone to really kick off their indoor growing sort of journey and allows them to sort of Shift from modern farming where they're buying it at the store to easily farming their own product.
0: Isn't that right? Well, we just, we actually just did. I wish you would have been there because your enthusiasm would be great. We just did the FFA show in Indianapolis, the Future, future Farmers of America. Now, these are usually r- rural kids, but what they're actually able to do is touch the plants, uh, grow the plant, like plant the plant, watch them grow. Uh, one of our biggest markets that we're selling lots of harvest walls into is schools. Right. So it's not necessarily something that um, we're going into a lot of houses right now, but we're taking these kids and we're planting that seed that all of a sudden food doesn't come from the grocery store. It actually comes from this amazing little plant. And out from there comes now when you combine the taste because we are actually giving uh, the plant profile the, the real purpose of why it's grown. So you can actually taste something. You can have a salad that actually say, sati- we like this word satiate you uh, in a much more fulfilling way because all of the nutrients that were designed to be in that plant are actually there. Now you got it You know, when you harvest it and you put it in your refrigerator, you're going to see that they, they last for several weeks. Why? Because the food that's already on the grocery store shelves are already week to weeks. I'm not going to you know, give you any kind of context there because there's lots of different people that'll be watching the show that'll be geographically different from you know, obviously Arizona or California, where most of the, the leafy green produce uh, produce is grown here in the United States. So ultimately, that's why you see a lot of these great big farms on the East Coast and things like that are all controlled environment.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. I want to get into the watering cycle and this really super cool irrigation system that you have. But before I do, we were talking last week because I'm so excited about this. And we were talking about taste. Now, mm-hmm. I'm old. I'm an old guy. You know, I'm older than dirt. Everybody that watches the show knows I'm an old guy. When I was younger, it seemed like the vegetables tasted better. Now, sometimes if I go to the store and I eat the vegetables or the fruits, They don't taste as well. And something that's remarkable that you were sharing with me, Rick, is about the taste and how, what your platform can do with regard to the taste of the vegetables in this controlled environment. And then what it means if a vegetable doesn't have taste. I thought that was
0: interesting as well. Right. Yeah. Because when, when we see, when we, when we harvest, um, any kind of, uh, produce, they lose roughly. The, obviously, the varietal changes, but anywhere from forty to sixty percent of their nutrient value is lost in the first seventy-two hours of harvest. That's that changes. That changes the plant taste right there. That the, kind of ends the conversation because when we can actually uh, harvest it and eat it, like my wife and I, we will go downstairs to our grow room and we actually harvest kale every morning and we make a kale smoothie. Right That kale smoothie has more flavor and it just tastes good. It actually physically makes you feel better because it's fresh, all the nutrients are there, everything that you would expect. Now you go to the grocery store and you get a gump kale and you'll see that the stalks are great big as big as my thumb, right? Why? Because they're trying to grow bigger plants, right? because they sell it by the pound. And I don't blame them. If I was doing that, I'd do the same thing. But when the harvest wall is actually in your house, or you're harvesting it for a local grocery store or a local uh, um, restaurant, you are getting uh, plants that are much smaller, much fresher, and much um, newer. Like they're, you know, obviously harvested within just a few days, and the, the the taste profile, Andy, it's completely different.
1: Wow, that's so cool. And you mentioned the restaurants. I mean what mm-hmm. restaurant wouldn't want to have one of your grow walls or a, or a multitude of grow walls at their restaurant. I mean, you're a restaurant, you're a chef, you want to get some fresh basil or some dill. You go to the grow wall and you know, you pull it right off for your clientele. I mean, it's such a great way to have such better tasting yeah. food,
0: yeah. right? We're doing it. Interestingly though, that in the, in that whole re- restaurant space um, at our, our grow facility up in Canada, we're actually doing a, um, a plant replacement thing because restaurants are busy. Like, you know, talk about an industry. These people just work their butts off. Um, and and I'm so thankful to be able to go and not have to cook and, and actually eat there. I just wish they would have uh, a produce off the harvest wall so that I could actually eat that same kind of food. But my point is they're not farmers, right? So, what do we want to do? So, we're actually doing this plant uh, subscription where they have a small harvest wall in the restaurant. They don't have to grow the plants. We simply change them every week. Right. So they harvest it down and then our team up in up in Winnipeg come and they replace the plants. So now the restaurant's not having to uh, learn how to grow. They don't really need any staff. Because we just do it and the, and the chef just comes and harvests it as he needs. And obviously, depending on what they're doing, because if you're going to do there and you're actually going to make pesto, well, you don't need to harvest it fresh. We just take it from our farm and we sell pesto by the pound, right? Uh, and then they'd make just phenomenal pesto. one restaurant uh, guy up in, uh, up in Canada did say he had to adjust his, his recipe. Isn't, isn't that something? It was too strong. So I just said, well, use less, right? Yeah. They they actually mix it. They make pesto with kale. So it's kale and and basil, and you can't tell the difference. So it ends up costing them less. It tastes better. Right. And he's making more money. Wow. Look at that. I mean, those
1: are three magic things for a restaurant and the restaurant business is competitive. Being a chef is competitive and to have some, something that tastes so much better really is a great sort of value proposition. Let's talk about water. I mean, you have this, Yep. great trademark name. I love it so much. It's called vertigation Very and cool. people think about it and you've got the, you know, the beautiful walls and, you know, it's certainly less labor intensive to grow your own, you know, vegetables. Let's talk about that. How does
0: vertigation work? How does the irrigation work within the system? Yeah. So I, I'm going to, so I, I showed you the front. Now I'll lift the skirt and I'll show you the back. Okay, Um, because vertigation actually works. The water is introduced from the flood rail in the top. It comes around the plant. So if I put a plant in here, you can see it. And it actually waters it and it comes down. Now, the cocoa core and the cocoa cup only holds a certain amount of water. So they're not saturated. They are never saturated. So what we're doing is we're actually vertically irrigating and the plant, this kind of recovers the water, brings it down and puts it exactly at each plant. So our mega wall has uh 15, uh, 15 um, plants vertically and then of course horizontally. And that's how vertigation works. But I wanted to come up with, and again, this is the entrepreneurial kind of mind that I'm that I'm that I'm stuck with uh, because it's not hydroponic, it is not aeroponic, we do not have to run a pump 24 hours a day right? Because what we want, Andy, is we want that plant to live in that soil or in that medium to produce a microbiome. That microbiome is what attaches all of the micronutrients to the root of the plant and the root exudates actually get to be shared with all those plants vertically in the row, right? And then it just goes down into the tank, goes through a filter and is recirculated and back down. That's why we can grow with you know we always say 95 to 97% less water than the same amount of of, of edible mass that would be grown in in a farm out, outdoors. Wow. 95% That's less water. It's
1: really remarkable when you think about it Rick so you can really grow nutrient dense plants and vegetables really with zero pesticide usage with 97% water. I mean, it's remarkable. Now, when we look at what you've put together with the harvest wall, it's beautiful. I mean, you look at it, it almost looks like a piece of art. How important was the aesthetic component of the wall, as well
0: as growing these amazing plants and vegetables with the wall? Right. I would suggest it was actually more the engineering of distribution, because they are are designed to click together and we can actually take a stack of tiles and turn it into a a door. So it's about the logistics because we have projects, you know, right now we've got harvest walls from Hawaii to um, Dubai, to uh, England, all the way down to Santiago, Chile, uh, all the way up to um, um, our friends at uh, uh, North Star Ag in Whitehorse in the Yukon like we're talking up north man like this is wow yeah and but Sonny and his guys up there are just they're phenomenal farmers and when they found us um they were they were blown away so they're they're going to be they are one of our bigger biggest customers uh, quite quickly and i'm super excited about the ESG element of of how we're actually getting our product into it's not just about Um, Food, Andy, it's about growing communities. Wow. Uh, I just, I'm, 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 I'm personally touched by how we're going to be able to actually give people purpose. Uh, We're actually going to give people one of my favorite times of the day is when I go down into the, into the, into our grow room and just spend time with my plants. Um, because it smells good you can just you can smell it the humidity is higher and obviously we live in Colorado so it's dry as heck right so I just love going in there because the humidity is right at 65 percent and uh, it's just it's just really good time but teaching kids how to grow it Uh, we've got a huge project right now with the um, the British prison systems right and they talk about recidivism and, and how people uh you know get away from addictions when they actually they well they, they they really change their addiction instead of being drugs or alcohol they turn it into I'm addicted to the plants. Well, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good example of just kind of getting people to think about purpose in life, uh, and that's really where we're going. So schools, prisons, um, retirement homes. You know, I, I know my mom would have loved to have been able to just grow her own food, but because she, she, you know, she grew up on a farm, because I, 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 I did grow up on a farm. And uh, ultimately, I think that we can, uh, the harvest wall is going to be so much more than just plants and food. Yeah, it's great yeah. because you think about it.
1: You grow your plant using the harvest wall. Yeah. You go to the table. You eat the plant that you were involved with growing. It's sort of like a circle that people can make, like through their spirituality, through their emotional connection to the plant, right? Because they have this connection to something that they were passionate about. You know, you really end up loving the plants. And I can see how, like you mentioned, in the prison systems, people that are having drug and alcohol problems, people having anxiety, which is a big problem in today's world, they connect to something that they eat and they sort of make a perfect circle between what they grow and what they eat. Now, something is really interesting, Rick. And mm-hmm. I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time. Yeah. You've built this harvest wall, you know, with these interlocking tiles, okay? And, um, you know, you mentioned Legos. I mean, when I was a kid, we used to have Legos. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, it kind of Here's, was one of Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Like the
0: inspiration, right? Yeah. And Here's, here they, always, they stack up like this. Yeah. So I can make them. I can make them big. I can make them wide. I can make them tall. Like what? No. Well, the question is, and we always ask when people's considering buying this and putting it in their houses, how much space you got, how many plants you want. So the uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture recommends that we eat four to five, four to five ounces of leafy greens a day. So now, if you had a family of four, now you could actually calculate back because we always calculate our yield average at one to one and a half ounces per port per harvest. Right, and each each tile has six ports, um, so you can actually calculate it back and come up with uh, a number. So typically, a family of four uh, would be a harvest wall that would have seventy-two to ninety-six ports. Just depends on how much they eat. Wow! Our favorite our favorite dinner is we we'll go downstairs, we'll harvest a, a salad, and then we'll we'll eat a. a nice nice piece of salmon or a a nice piece of chicken or a piece of steak or, or or a pork chop or something like that and reduce, you know, keep that, that um, portion of protein to about four ounces. That's sort of all we need. Right. And, um, and it's just a heart healthy, uh, just body healthy life. And I think it's, you know, I'm I'm an example, I'm 64 years old um, and I feel more like I'm 24. So. I love it. I love it. You
1: can grow a lot of plants on a four by four foot, you know wall right i mean it, it oh, would yeah.
0: seem like it's hundreds and hundreds am i right no you can yeah well yeah, yeah the the physical amount like if you had 96 well 96 ports would be like 4 by 4 by 4 so 16 16 times 6 is 96 right yeah wow. yeah that's the right number that's
1: yeah. incredible and also yeah. you know you want to be socially productive in other words someone buys a harvest wall you know, there's this connection that you have with this global food and farm community, which is super cool, yeah. and it's able, it's allowing farmers really to really gain relationships with people in the community.
0: Let's talk about that. It's a super cool idea. Yeah, you know, yeah. So Jill, Jill, and her team at Riseoterra has has developed the food and farm community in order for us to just live in a community to talk about what we do. How do we? Uh, they're, they're, they talk about a, just a huge range of everything from worms to regenerative agriculture to no-till agriculture to uh, growing and grazing cattle to grow walls and, and growing food and, and uh, better better herbs and herbs and spices for your for your for your food year round, right? So when you think about having fresh basil for um, a caprese salad in February. Like I challenge you, Andy, go and try and find fresh ba- uh, basil at a store in February. Guess what? You ain't going to find it. That's great,
1: Rick. And of course, you're always looking for sort of the next big thing. You're looking at projects and things yep. that can really impact people. And you have a couple of projects coming up that I think are primary importance that you're very proud of. Let's talk about
0: those because those are super exciting. Well, yeah, well, well, one of the things that I just never imagined that we were going to impact the people in in different countries, right? So we've got our offices in in four different countries already, but we're we're about to start a very large project down in Australia where we're going to grow uh, a huge amount of food in the in the desert. But we're also working with our friends uh, up in Canada where we're going to be up in the up north. We're talking seventy degrees north latitude, Andy. Like these poor folks don't see the light in the in December, right? But but in in June, they can't, they they gotta close the blinds because there's it's it's just amazing. But those both of those communities, so different, are still need great food, right? And ultimately the harvest wall was the solution that got selected. And I'm just pretty proud of that. It's pretty cool. Wow, it's so cool. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love it. Now
1: let's talk about entrepreneurship. You've only cut out a certain amount of time, and thank you so much. You're so busy. Let's get back to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show. Now, you've been through the journey now. Your background experience is immense. You've taken all that and you've put it into this beautiful Harvest Today program and platform. For the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Rick, maybe they're having a tough time. So let's get back to them. What can they do? What can an entrepreneur do when they're hitting a tough time, hitting a wall, hitting a roadblock in their
0: entrepreneurial journey? Um. I believe business is relational. It's relational. It's not, I have got this best widget. You need this widget, right? Um, We've got our best farms going through uh, friends and family that we've known before. Uh, We've met some and and actually become really good friends with some people that we were at a trade show because we were out there just trying to show what the harvest was, how it was different and how we could actually grow different, quote unquote, potentially better food right? Because the other thing I really want you to understand, this is farming, right? There is no follow this perfect formula and you'll get perfect results. No, because, you know, we, we have, uh, we've seen, we've gone to our farm and one, one time one of the pumps got plugged up and we've not gone back over the weekend and we came back and guess what? Plants were dead. Well, that's called a plant, fl- that's, a, that's a plant failure. That's a, that's a harvest failure. But it wasn't, it you know, it's nobody's fault. But it's farming. So just think about that when you're when next time you go and you and you bite into a burger, right? Realize the sweat and equity that it went into actually growing that food. And it's the same thing as growing a company. If you're a young entrepreneur out there and you've got a great idea, then have purpose and direction, not just um, an idea, right? You've got to have a direction. And for us, Uh, We fell fell into uh, growing and and the projects that we have through relationships. It's not like there's some perfect marketing thing, the perfect website, the best logo. Eh, It's not about that. It's about relationships. Wow.
1: Great. Relationships, purpose, and direction. For the entrepreneurs watching the show that need a little lift, rewind what Rick just said. I mean, it's remarkable. Harvest Today. I mean, you've designed... This innovative, efficient technology that really makes sustainable, local grown food a reality for so many people. And it can be in a hot environment. It can be in a cold environment. It doesn't matter the environment. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable. Yeah, This has been great. I mean, I'm going to bring you back on the show already. I know we want to talk about it. Uh, we're going to, again, put some links up for the people that want to know more about the product, the Harvest Wall, about your mission, about changing the world. I guess one mouth at a time, if you will. And uh, you're a great- One, bite, one uh, bite at a time, Andy. One bite at a time. One bite at a time. You're a great spokesperson for your your brand. You love the health. You love putting good things in your body. You wake up in the morning, you make that you know, smoothie uh, off the wall. I mean, it's a great story, Rick. So thanks so much for coming on the
0: Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Yeah, appreciate appreciate your time yourself. This has been awesome.